0: Welcome to the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce podcast, your local business community resource. My name is Denise Heidel. Not only do I serve as your podcast host, but I'm also the executive director of the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce. On behalf of the Chamber, thank you for listening and for your support of the Chamber Business community. Hi, everybody, it's Denise Heidel, and I am the host of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast, and today I am joined by Ann Glenn with Best of Winston, um, and we are continuing, and in fact, this is the last episode we're doing on our month-long series about social media. Um, Anne, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me. We're going to take a quick pause from today's podcast to recognize one of our sponsors, Marzano Capital Group. Hi, this is Mike McGilvery, financial advisor and partner at Marzano Capital Group in Clemens. We are privileged to serve this great community, and we strive to help our clients by building wealth management plans tailored to their specific goals. Consistent client communication is the cornerstone of our process, and we hope to add value to your financial planning needs. Once again, thank you to Marzano Capital Group for their support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. And now, let's get back to the podcast. So tell us a little bit about Best of Winston before we get started. Sure. Yeah. So Best of
1: Winston, um, we say, is a cultural hub for the city. We um, provide curated resources for locals and visitors to Winston-Salem and uh, some of the surrounding areas as well. Um, So we have a large social media following where we post a lot of content um profiling people and businesses and nonprofits and arts and then we also have a website and a weekly newsletter featuring events and um similar information
0: how long have you been doing best of winston
1: uh in april it'll be two years okay
0: okay mm-hmm. well like I, I was telling you before the call i think your website is so beautiful it's so pretty and bright and just It's just, you want to spend time there. I love the way you've presented our our community on your website. It really looks nice. Thank you. (laughs) What made you decide to get into this?
1: I, it it kind of a roundabout way, actually. My friend had started it as a social media um, platform and it had grown and um, the opportunity came to buy it from her as a business. And so I did. And I was just drawn to the idea that at the time, you know, we were coming out of the pandemic and people were looking for ways to connect with one another, with the city, um, trying to find new ways to make community. And so I was just really compelled by the opportunity that social media presents to connect with people and help them. Uh, find that new small business that just opened that mom and pop diner or even people um, arts organizations that they should support. So um, yeah, that's been our mission from day one is how can we, um, you know, highlight what the best is in our community and connect people to one another through that.
0: Well, it's a mission that resonates deeply with me at the chamber of commerce because That's all about what we want to do with the Lewisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce is connect people, support local business, support um, our local community. So um, I'm excited to have you here as my guest today. Thank you. So like I said, your your episode is airing last in a series, a five-week series we've devoted to social media. And we devoted this five-week series to social media because we've heard from our chamber members. This is a topic that's near and dear. They're, they've got a lot of questions. So, so far um, over the course of the last month, we've talked about why social media matters to your business, the various platforms, how to choose those platforms, how to implement a strong social media plan. Uh, we've talked about social media policies in the workplace, which is a big deal. Obviously, we want to know that you know the people who work for us are going to represent us well on these public platforms. Um, and then today, we're going to talk about healthy social media habits. Um, and this is not just social media habits for the workforce, but also for our home and family life as well, because we both probably agree. I mean, we just met, but there's pros and cons of social media, right? Oh, big time. <laughs> you have to use it well and not let it use you. <laughs> oh, I like that. Say that one more time, but louder for those in the back here. <laughs> you have to use it well and don't let it use you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Mic drop. We're done. This is the whole episode <laughs> right, right here really. in a nutshell. I love that. That is excellent. So yeah, the pros and the cons of social media, that is in a nutshell, that's the mic drop. So, and I mean, I know that you, you eat, sleep and breathe this just by nature of what you do for a living. How have you established those healthy habits with the pros and the cons and, and manage social media rather than letting it manage you?
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> um, sometimes I don't always listen to my own uh, good advice. <laughs> but um, so one thing I started a while back was um, taking a day off um, from social media altogether, where I actually it's a phone. I try to not look at my phone for a whole day. Uh, I picked Sunday because that's when the least amount of stuff is happening and i actually have it as a reminder on my calendar on my phone every sunday it says no screen time and it'll send me the reminder the day before and so i mean that was one of the first big like truly big like okay i need to have some boundaries with this cuz you know doing this sort of job um there's no on off, there's no, Oh, here I'm at the office here. I'm at home. Um, it's, you're expected to reply and be on all the time. So setting that boundary first with, um, my, I have several people who work for me. So setting that with them, they know and, um, managing where they do the work on those days and replying to people. Um, that is like one of my biggest ones plus like saving little chunks of time for me it helps to set up time where i'm not allowed and i'm putting air quotes around that yeah. i mean you know where i try and say i am off so that is how for me that has worked well of like setting true times where i say okay between these hours today or you know this whole day i am off social media Um, Because it's so easy to just say, oh, well, I'll just click on (laughs) for two seconds. And then, you know, two seconds becomes 30 minutes. Um, Yeah,
0: I saw I saw a meme this morning, actually, that said the last 10 minutes of my day spent on social media are the best three hours of my day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, So I purposefully schedule off times. You know, where most people I think schedule their work time on, I have to schedule the times where I tell myself I'm off. Right. And that has been my personal big boundary.
0: And you got to have the discipline to do it. I mean, it's, it's all well and good to set the boundaries, but you have to be willing to set the, set the, um, uh, set the boundaries and actually follow the boundaries. And I like what you said you do with the reminder that you just go ahead and proactively say no screen time. I I really like that because I know I've set myself on my phone. the um, Every night, my phone goes into sleep mode at 8.30 and then doesn't come back on until 7 a.m. Now, the problem with that is I've put all of these parameters in, you know, all these apps, but you can always say, but show for 15 more minutes that's the Mm -hmm. downside. So, um, but I, I've, and I've tried to say, you know, if it's a news media, because I can be a real news junkie sometimes. So we're not even talking social media. We're talking about using the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, I've said it that 30 minutes a day is all that I'm technically allowed. If I, if I break that, then I have to keep overriding it and getting that interruption. So, but I like your, I like your suggestion for taking a day off. That is really good because, and really, honestly, everybody should consider this because I I looked this up uh, before our call. So the average social media usage, I'm going to throw these stats out at you and see if you, if they're on par with what you would expect. An average user spends two and a half hours a day on social media. That was from 2022. We're brand new in 2023. So we don't have that data yet. Half the time that we spend on our phone is reserved for social media. Facebook is the most popular, costing people an average of 58 minutes a day. People spend 19 minutes daily on YouTube. The users who use Snapchat are on there at least 30 minutes a day. Instagram users spend an average of 28 minutes a day. And Pinterest users um, scroll for ideas for 14.2 minutes per day. So is that in line with what you would expect? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Actually, you know, I mean, honestly, it's almost a little bit less than I would have thought. But I guess that's I, I thought so too.
0: I was curious um, what you thought as the expert.
1: Yeah, it, I, you know, just how quickly people reply to things. It seems like they're on it all the time,
0: right? Um,
1: although I think some people have their notifications turned on, which I have mine all turned off.
0: Yeah, that's I do awful. too. Very helpful. I, I turned all my notifications off and I also took the apps for Facebook except for business pages whatever they they're calling it now meta um I still have that but I took the other app off my phone just to yeah. try to give myself some break time from it
1: yeah <laughs> um
0: smart yeah so so you're right so knowing how many how many minutes people are spending on average and i agree with you i do think this is a little bit of a conservative number two and a half hours a day on social media seems a little bit low to me um especially given how little i know i'm on it and yet what my phone weekly report comes back and tells me um so i would agree that setting these boundaries is significant i mean because you add that up that's that's significant a lot of time a lot of time and it makes you wonder when do we have time for anything else right
1: i know
0: so um how do you i mean besides setting up the phone are there other techniques and tips that you would have for setting healthy social media boundaries
1: yeah well so one thing Um, Besides, I think we just mentioned it, but I don't think I said it clearly, turning off notifications. A lot of people, because I think the default setting for it, you know, if you download the app, log in, I think it has notifications turned on. Um, So that's just one quick thing that if you're not already doing it, go do that, everyone. (laughs) Turn off your notifications. Um, I think doing, setting, turning your notifications off, having scheduled like downtime, and then well another like if you're having a hard time just as a starting basic idea you have a hard time where you just hit that you know little icon on your phone almost impulsively where I got to have it for a while where I'd be like oh let me check the weather and it's like wait why am I on Instagram right now i right. um, hiding that in a folder you know, on your phone can help or like moving it to a different location, just periodically, just move it to a different location on your phone, you know, how you can hold down and move it on. So that'll help like keep that trigger reaction from happening. But then also uh, what I do, I mean, we have a lot of DMs that we have to manage and, Um, So I have a set script or I will just automatically say, let's follow up on email because, you know, my social media I'm doing on my phone and it feels a lot more like, oh, you could just kind of casually do more than you mean to. Whereas if I'm emailing, I'm usually emailing at my computer. And so that feels more work where I'm opening up my computer, sitting down and composing an email. So, I mean, that's for a business. um, I would say moving comments or, you know, moving that follow-up into an email format or something that makes it feel more businessy. Also for businesses, you can have like you know some automatic replies so that if you're worried let's say you're a store and someone's asking hey can I buy this or you know what are your hours like having those automated responses is a good idea if you're worried about missing out on that customer um but yeah.
0: and I mean and I like the automated responses like that for the things that are easy you know um, I talked to one of the other uh, ladies I interviewed about the auto responses. The one that we agreed we didn't like was, you know, we'll respond to you in X number of mem- minutes um, mm-hmm. kind of response. Didn't feel quite as warm and fuzzy, but you can make that whole, our store hours are da, 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 feel personal, even if yeah. it is a like, scripted.
1: Yeah. And well, and I also, I do think that people don't necessarily think you're going to reply right away. Right. <laughs> you know, if someone's messaging you at night, it might feel like they expect that direct reply. But I I think if you have your store hours, which it's also, by the way, amazing how many or how few stores list their hours anywhere on their social media. Yeah, it's like you have to anyways,
0: guys, that's that's, a whole other conversation. That's my
1: soapbox there. So if you're (laughs) listening, there's like, please put your hours (laughs) in your profile. That would save you a lot of um, stress, I think. But um yeah, I think that, you know, sometimes I just, well, when I'm having my off time and no one's replied to some messages, if you just say, hey, so sorry, it took us a minute to reply. And then you, you know, fill in the like, no, one's going to feel snubbed. Right. Like, as long as you make it personable and kind, it's okay to step away from your phone and not have that direct automatic reply.
0: Right. Um, I like that. I like that a lot. So let's let's talk about to the content that we follow, because that mm-hmm. can I mean we're talking about boundaries, stepping away from social media. But if you're on social media, we can also establish boundaries within the parameters of the platform itself, right? Oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so one of, you know, on my well about business first. On the business side of things, I have uh drastically cut down on how many people we follow. Um To try and make sure that I'm only seeing like the pertinent things that I need to see on my feed. So I think for, you know, and then on the personal side, I did the same thing, but, you know, I cut out anyone that maybe I didn't need to be seeing their stuff anymore for various reasons or businesses that, uh, well, now I don't need to see on my personal because I see them all on my work one. Um, I think editing who you follow it will save you a lot of grief. And, you know, there's so many clever ways now on social media to mute people or if you feel bad unfollowing them or, you know, they're your friend, but they just put out terrible content that you just, you don't want to unfriend them, but you just, you know, being smart at who you mute and who you just say, I just don't want to see their stories or I don't want to see their feed at all. Um, If you take a few minutes to manage that, then it will also be a little bit less triggering of an experience potentially and you'll only be seeing the content that you actually want to see.
0: Right. So how does somebody, I mean, for somebody maybe who doesn't really know how to go about doing this, how do you mute somebody?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, so if you go, if you click on their profile where it says you're following them, you can it'll give you options and um, you can blocking people like is removing them. They're not allowed to see. But if you mute them, that you'll still show up as following them because there's this weird like we're in this funny social moment, right, where people feel rude unfriending someone on social media. Um but they don't want to see, you know, (laughs) that person's annoying on social media for whatever reason. So um, it'll give you the option to mute. And you can also like on Instagram, you can mute either just stories. So it doesn't show up at the top as one of the stories, or you can mute their whole everything from Mm -hmm. their profile. So you're not unfriending them. If you went to their profile, you'd be able to still see what pictures they're posting. Um, But it's just a way to keep yourself from looking at things that <laughs> maybe they're going to make you sad or mad or annoyed or frustrated. And- right. You know, well, you-,
0: you know, and I mean, yeah, I'll be honest. There's some people that I I'm still friends with, but I have unfollowed um, mm-hmm. just because, you know, family dynamic kind of thing, maybe, mm-hmm. or um, somebody that, you know, I don't want to talk about politics with, and, you know, they, they consume their page with politics and I don't want to see it. So, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've done the same thing before because, you know, it can create just anxiety and, and just these feelings of anger. I know, I I mean, I'll be honest with you. I guess when was it, it was January, 2021. I decided to take a 30 day fast entirely from social media. Mm-hmm. And First couple of days were hard cuz I had that muscle memory habit mm-hmm. of picking up but I removed the apps I didn't do anything and the only thing I did is the pages that I needed to be on I had shortcutted on my computer I went to those and then boom I was gone I did not allow myself to go into the population the 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 normal um feed at all and the first few days were hard the rest of the month was awesome right <laughs> I mean Awesome to the point that when I actually came back after thirty days, I was like, "I scrolled for about five minutes. I don't even want to do this." Yeah, I don't. So I took yeah. a six month fast.
1: Yeah, well,
0: good
1: for you. Yeah. I, well, I think I think we think that we need it,
0: but yeah. we don't. No, uh, I mean I don't know how old you are. I, I know I'm older than you, but you. I grew up. I mean, I was. I'm forty eight. Okay, so I grew up. My my the primary part of my childhood. That I have my most memories, late 70s and the 80s, okay? So I lived my whole life without social media up until I was in my 30s, Yeah, you know? So this is not something we have to have. It's something that I think from a business perspective, I think businesses need it. I do, because I do think it's an opportunity instead of building a beautiful website that you hope people come to, it gives you the opportunity to actually go to your people. But because of the time suck that it includes, I do think the healthy boundaries we're talking about are, are really important. I've got a friend of mine who she went through because she was so worn out from the negativity. She did what you're talking about. She went through and it wasn't just people she unfollowed. She went through her pages. What is it that the content is? If it's not bringing me happiness and joy, making me smile, it's gone. Yeah. And that means there's no news outlets on her social media. There's no, obviously no politics. I mean, everything is just, you know, yeah. rainbows, kittens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's I crazy. went and, yeah. Uh, for my personal
1: page, I went and followed a whole bunch of artists recently. because so it's like, that's the stuff that, you know, I love seeing a beautiful painting. Let's just follow that. Right. Um, Well, and I think that people forget, too. We think that we're smarter than social media, right? Like, that's just our innate. We think that we're smarter and in control. And I think we have to remember always that there's an algorithm and they're playing to your interests as well. And so, uh, you know, you're going to see more of the things that you spend time on already. So if you have, like, if you're following a couple of, politicians or news outlets you might end up seeing more in your feed than you want to because you're following so many or you know if you spend time reading it the algorithm will say oh you liked that you spent time on that we're going to show you more so even if you you know that's why it's important to pare it out pare it down um
0: that brings up a question i have because i mean i know facebook algorithms and we're talking about facebook but all social media algorithms are always changing. Yeah. How long does it take? Cuz I know for instance like if I if I search for a toaster, okay? I'm going to suddenly get a toaster on every social media platform. That little side advertisement is going to advertise all kinds of toasters for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and sometimes I'm like, okay, you you know, I looked for it. Do you not know I already bought it? Why are you still showing it to me? Right. <laughs> um, but how long does it take if you clear out your, your, um, your profile and you say, okay, all I want to see your puppy post, um, mm-hmm. how long does it take? for the algorithm to recognize, I no longer want to see political stuff. I now just want to see puppies and just,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, based on personal experience, it seems to take like a week or two to really overhaul uh, an algorithm. I think it's constantly making fine tweaks, but like, if you really want to see a fun, like totally new, it seems to take a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, my sister was into, um, Funny cat videos, right? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) So she sent me like three in a row one week, and then for like a month, (laughs) every time it was just so many cat videos, right? (laughs) And it's like, wow, I didn't even say I liked this, but I watched them, and you know, obviously, was they were being shared, so they were like,
0: oh, well, here you go, all the cat videos, (laughs) right? Well, I think Instagram must think I like rotate favorite animals periodically because right now I'm getting a lot of dog Mm posts, which I just had to put my dog to sleep at the end of uh, 2022 so you know I've been looking at puppy pictures just because I miss my dog so much you know so um there's there's been that um I get a lot of raccoons in my feed for some reason I don't really know where the raccoons came from but I think they're delightful so that's okay um a lot of cats um for some reason i've had a lot of giraffes don't know. Sure. I, sure. I i don't have a particular affinity for giraffes but they're they're there um yeah. <laughs> it's just it's crazy how they come up with these things so, <laughs> so let's talk about okay so we talk about our boundaries personal boundaries um what about I'm going to, you know, we had a few ideas we were going to talk about today, but this one is kind of new off the cuff. What about when people tag you in things? I mean, I know for myself how I feel about that, but I'm curious because if you're trying to stay, you know, positive and happy and yet you've got that, that aggressive friend that maybe you've even unfollowed them, but they still insist on tagging you in stuff that you don't want to be a part of. How do you establish those kinds of boundaries and keep things healthy there?
1: Ooh, yeah. Well, that's hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: yeah. I, you know, and I actually, I have not had a friend do that to me yet. So I have not experimented in what the block would do in terms of that. I wonder if blocking them would prevent that from showing
0: up to you. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not, not sure either yeah. on that. I've had a few people. Well, the, I, I will tell you the way I've done it is that you cannot tag me. It will not show up on my post unless mm-hmm. I say okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But that's Facebook. I mean, I don't know if like on Instagram if they tag you and so I don't know if there's a way to keep somebody from doing that per se if they post yeah. content.
1: Well, because they have like, you know, on Instagram a separate section for you, like where you can see all the photos you've been tagged in. I think mm-hmm. you can go and remove yourself. Okay. If mistaken.
0: Yeah, uh, it's definitely worth exploring because that's another yeah. part of the healthy boundary.
1: Yeah. Well, and it sounds like that might have to be also an email or a conversation with that friend of yeah. like, hey, like, you know, call me crazy, but I really don't want to be tagged on social media ever. And right. you're my friend, so please respect that. Right. Um, and I think a normal adult would respect that boundary. You would hope uh, so. so. Yeah, would hope so, but yeah. Um, um Well, some people, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we've talked about our social media boundaries. Um, what about boundaries for kids? Because, I mean, kids are younger and younger. On I know. Media. and I think there's, are there still age restrictions for signing up? I know my son just turned twenty five, so. Um, I know that I would not let him have a Facebook page till he was 13 Um, because that was the parameter at the time. But mm-hmm. I'm 99% sure he snuck one by me when he was probably 11.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, and right now, like, even if you're off, even if kids, so I have a nine-year-old, seven-year-old and four-year-old. And even if you're off that kind of social media, a lot of the like 10-year-olds, 8-year-old boys have YouTube channels <laughs> that they are obsessed with putting cool football moves on. Right. So, I mean, you know, that's sort of a gateway into that social media world. Um, but, yeah, I think, um, I think we as parents have to just not feel bad and being nosy and reminding our kid that we know and can see what they're doing. <laughs> um, I know that some friends have created social media contracts with their kids, um, expressing what the boundaries are. And
0: um, oh, That's interesting. What, is, what does the contract entail?
1: Basically, like saying, we as your parent are going to allow you to have social media or whatever platform it is that they are allowing, and in return, here are the stipulations for you having that, and so it's writing out, you know, we are allowed to check your social media, you will be friends with us, so we can see what you're posting, um, and what any kind of time boundaries on it, Um, I don't think that necessarily saying no social media is a viable option for kids these days. Um, It might be, you know, in certain, you know, subgroups or, you know, maybe in your friend group. But um, I think it's healthier to just talk about boundaries, why we set boundaries and, you know, sort of how you teach kids to read a nutrition label, (laughs) on a box of cereal or those box of cookies, um, teaching them to understand their screen time reports and telling, showing them how that affects their life. And, you know, cause they, you know, kids need reminders that, oh, five minutes here, five minutes there, 10 minutes here adds up. Um, so I think teaching kids to like, learn how to read their um, weekly screen time report and reflect on it um will help a lot with that but yeah we're gonna have to just I'm dreading it personally (laughs) have to deal with social media so much younger but hand-holding them through it and not just ignoring it we'll probably do a contract with our when he turns 10 you know whatever if he wants to start I mean YouTube I think is where he's excited I don't think but I think middle school, that's when that really oh, gets
0: to be. middle amazing. school is horrible. Um, but I will say this, this was one thing that a friend of mine and I did, um, cause I was a single, I was a single parent for a really long time when my son was younger and when he, when he did get on social media and when my friend's kids got on social media, we had an agreement with each other that we would monitor each other's kids. And Mm -hmm. so if I saw something from her kids or she saw something from my son, I'd call her up. And so it was nice to have that extra set of eyes, especially because we were both single moms Mm -hmm. and we didn't live in the same state, but we were still able to help each other, watch out for each other's kids. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, to your point, yeah, we had, uh, we made our kids be friends with us on on social media and you know we made our kids be friends with each other on social media so um and that helped that Mm -hmm. was that was a good solution there too so
1: yeah oh go ahead I'm I'm sorry
0: sorry. no please
1: we've tried modeling it too where you know if I'm on my phone I'll say okay I'm Just doing five minutes and looking at a couple friends' photos, and then I'm going to put my phone down and come do what, you know, I think, you know, helping especially younger kids see like, okay, and it's dinner time, so I'm going to put my phone over here and get off of, you know, Mm -hmm. modeling
0: for that. (laughs) But then we have to do (laughs) two. Absolutely. Same rules apply to mom and dad, right? so um all right well we've talked about a lot of different ideas are there any other social media habits that you recommend that help instill a more positive experience healthier experience um well
1: one thing i know for us on best of winston we try to maintain like positivity throughout because you know it can get so negative so um this is applies more to businesses than the personal side of things, but that's okay. um, you know, We're talking about both today. Perfect. <laughs> uh, every now and then, we will get negative comments, and it actually doesn't happen as much as I would think it would, which is great. But um, you know, one way to help maintain positivity is instead of like replying back to that person with something negative um, or getting offended and letting that ruin your day. Cause I mean, you know, a mean comment can just really eat at you. Right. Um, I will reply to them through a DM, like directly reach out to that person and address that comment. So either like, Hey, that was a really not appropriate thing for you to say. Here's why I think that I didn't delete it. Cause you know, we value free speech and whatnot, but want you to know that, Like, this is why I think that was not the right thing to do. Um, But, you know, sort of establishing, like, hey, we see you here, we value you as a human, but that was not the right thing to do. Um, And addressing it has helped us. Like, that person usually writes back some kind of apology or, you know, something like that. And I think that has helped me mentally not let it eat at me as like the owner here where I then like get so obsessed with, oh my gosh, we got this mean comment. Why are they being so mean? And like, let it go. Uh, And then it has helped maintain like that positivity in general.
0: You know what I love about that? And what I love about that is, first of all, you're not publicly chastising somebody, which is only going to add fuel to the fire. Exactly. (laughs) What I love about that is you took the high road yeah, you you were the bigger person, and you went one on one instead of instead of instigating it on a public platform. You took it offline. I just think that is beautiful. It's 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 killing them with kindness, so to speak. And I, I mean, it
1: is, it is. And I, I like would so encourage anyone to do that because I know that everyone gets negative comments at some point, and you want to lash out and be like, "Ah, <laughs> right, how dare you!" Um, but it never. Works well. I, think.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. and I know, for instance, you know, I've, I've again, I had a twenty-five-year-old. Okay, so he's he's calmed down a lot. But you know, when he was in his teen years, he was he could be a hothead. You know, I'm like, okay, do you really think this way of responding is the most effective way? I mean, how would you respond yeah. if somebody yeah. came at you this way? Yeah, and, you know, just taking that moment to yeah. pause and think about what you're saying is huge
1: yeah sure. well and so I know that's not exactly a boundary
0: but right it, it, kind it, of, it, is. it kind of is it kind of is because you're 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 choosing and and planning out how to be proactive rather than reactive yeah and I think that is an important life skill as well as social media <laughs> skill <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, well, and this has been delightful talking with you. I greatly appreciate your input and I'm excited about what you've got going on with Best of Winston and appreciate all you do for our community. Um, You're doing great work. And I know that um, you're bringing a lot of value to the businesses and the residents of the triad. So
1: I really appreciate it. And it was great being on. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So that's a wrap for this edition. of The podcast we will be back next week. Um, until then, go ahead and let other people know that our podcast is available on all the major platforms like follow, subscribe. And until then, we'll catch you next time. Once again, thank you for listening to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. The Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce is a member focused business community. I invite you to learn more about the Chamber by visiting our website, louisville-clemens.com. And while we're in the world of audio, it's time for the fine print. Everyone has an opinion, but in this case, the views and the opinions stated in this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors. So now that you've been appropriately advised, let me remind you that this podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce.